And now, around the world and around the corner, it's the David Bowers Awards, bringing the best in indie music to millions of listeners worldwide with your host, the David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me, I'm John Bon Jovial. And now, here's the voice of indie music, the David Bowers. Well, hello once again, and thank you very much, John Bon Jovial, the legendary one. And thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us here for another hour of music and all kinds of stuff. We've got another interesting show for you this week, and we've got, uh, well, actually, the women kind of dominate this week. We have two lady guests, and our first song is by a duo, a husband and wife duo, whom we've had on before. They've got a brand new track out with an incredibly interesting story behind it. So let's give a listen right now to a thing called Noah. The group is Non-Talkers.
Noah. They call themselves the non-talkers. They're comprised of the husband and wife team of Marco and Evita Brantner from Portugal. And uh, you may remember we had them on the show uh, almost exactly a year ago, uh, July 26th of 2020, we had them on the show. And before that, we had them on the show in their previous incarnation as the group Brantner. But now they're called non-talkers. And after their very successful first EP release, Pendulum of Time, and and just happened to pick up a 2020 Best Indie Band Award from Blue Rhymes Entertainment. They are now ensuring their technically inventive reputation with an emotionally charged single that you just heard called Noah. Suffice to say that Noah's origins came about five years ago when Evita was pregnant. She suggested that uh, she and her husband commonly pen a song illustrating their newfound joy of parenthood. Story goes on. Born prematurely 34 weeks, little Noah carried her impatience to meet the world into her everyday personality. And Marco says, we wanted to write a happy song that best depicted her brilliant mind and spontaneous nature. And indeed, the jovial appeal of the record paired with the personal narrative is is just a a great story. It makes for the non-talkers greatest tribute to their honorary new member, Noah. And you just heard it right here on the David Bowers Awards. John Bon Jovial, what did you think of Noah? Well, I liked it, and you kind of uh, took one of the comments that I was going to make because I was listening to it. Um, as I was listening to it, I should say, I detected a definitely a family value theme to it, which is admirable and something that you don't hear in every artist that comes across our path here. Not to say that they're not righteous enough to have good family values, but this is kind of in-your-face family values, and and it's refreshing for a change. I like it a lot. Yes, absolutely. To incorporate those values and the love of their firstborn into their song and uh, be able to transmit that feeling uh, in, in, in such a beautiful way to all of us in the world, I think that's that's really great, and that uh, we commend you. That's one of the reasons I wanted to play this, and of course the other is because uh, uh, the Brantners, Marco and Evita, are longtime friends of the David Bowers Awards, and we are always glad to hear from previous guests as well. So uh, keep them coming, everybody. Marco and Evita. Uh, now I know they've got some new music they're working on, so there's a very good chance that uh, we're going to be able to have them come on in the not-too-far-distant future here on the show where every show is an award show. You can get to help us pick our awards. So, you know, if you know of an artist or group of artists who uh, deserve a musical salute for whatever they've done, whether it's exceedingly good or exceptionally dumb, whatever, uh, we don't don't discriminate. We give it to dumb doings as well as good shows, too. So uh, don't hesitate. Drop us a line. The email is david at thedavidbowers.com, and uh, you just tell us who you think is deserving of an award and why. Include a link to their music if you want. That always, uh, always helps a little bit. We get to hear more new music that way, too. And drop it to David at thedavidbowers.com. We'll take a look at it, and who knows, we may salute them right here on the David Bowers Award. John Bon Jovial, what's new in the swamp this week? Rain. Lots <laughs> and lots of rain. It has That's been new? raining. And raining. I drove over to Fort Lauderdale, Florida, yesterday. I'm sorry. We got rained on on the way back there, and we got rained on on the way back. 
And, of course, if you're familiar with uh, the drive over to Fort Lauderdale, that is oh, along yes. the uh, famous Alligator Alley, and it goes right through the Everglades, which is an absolutely magnificent drive. Uh, but, oh, my God, it rained. <laughs> mm. I mean, it reaches a point where you can hardly see the front of your car. That's how hard it was raining. And you just want to be thankful it wasn't accompanied by, uh, you know, some hurricane force wind that would have blown you right off there. No, don't it is say that flat. too loud. I, I, I don't is, want to see Jim Cantori in my neighborhood. I really don't. <laughs> it is flat and uh, wide open. This yes, is nothing. Well, I, 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 don't want to, I don't want the listeners to think there is nothing there. It is an incredibly interesting drive with some stop-offs where you can actually get close to nature uh, as you cross the Everglades. It is a fascinating yep. place. But as far as the drive, it is long, one long, flat stretch of road, which is, what, what is it? It's, uh, I forget how long it is. What is it, about 70 miles or so? From the from the toll booth on the Naples side to the toll booth on the Fort Lauderdale side is 75 miles, uh, and okay. you go through um, some a really interesting uh, woodland on the west side, and then as you get closer and closer to the Broward County line, that's where you encounter the uh, the famed River of Grass that John Muir had uh, talked about. Uh, you know, and 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 yes, you're right. There are stops along the way, and you can get out and uh, look into the waters, uh, you know, of the Everglades, and you'll see a plethora of wildlife: uh, alligators, uh, herons, blue herons, great herons, and uh, uh, vultures. Oh my gosh, vultures! And yeah, now you would think that oh, a vulture, creepy. No, they are amazingly graceful birds. And uh, it, it's it, it's really it's a cool drive. It, it really is. Yesterday, not so much because it rained its butt off, but otherwise, it, it's pretty neat. And I got to see my sister. It was really nice. I love my sister dearly, and I uh, don't get to see her often enough. And 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 and, and to paraphrase uh, Arlo Guthrie from Alice's Restaurant, we got home and had a meal that couldn't be beat. Yeah, that's quite a little story there. And yes, I. Uh... I know the drive. Obviously, I've made it many times. I've also met your sister, and I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that she's doing well. I know she's uh, run into a couple of difficult times recently, as as many of us have. And I'm glad to hear that she's doing well. I'm glad to see you made she it is. back. She's doing great. Uh, because this would have been a this would have been an arduous show to do uh, without you here to you know help me along and uh, give me a little moral support too. But uh, thank you very much for that. You say that to all the boys, don't you? <laughs> Only the ones that work for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, we've got a couple of guests, as I promised, and uh, we're going to go to the first one right now. And we will be talking with Zoe in uh, just a few minutes. But right now we're going to listen to this one track by her. So here she is. She calls herself Zoe, and the track is Never Be My Bay." Show my nightmare now. 
That's Zoe. It's called Never Be My Bay, and she is here to talk with us now. Hello, Zoe. Hi. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Doing just fine, thank you. So glad you could join us here today. Great tune you've got there. It's really a contemporary sound. It fits right in, and I know that that is getting some listens. Tell us a little bit about you, because I know a lot of my listeners aren't familiar with you, and I know that you were born in the eastern hills of Kentucky. Uh, according to what I hear, you came into this world singing, but from there on, what happened? How did you get, uh, well, how did you get to where you are today? Well, it really started in middle school whenever I started really singing more on the professional side. I won some type of contest, and I was able to go to New York City to be able to sing for producers. Um, they were also having acting stuff there and modeling stuff there. And actually what happened was um, I met a bodyguard, and he actually is the one that um, sent my music around. That's how I found the label that I was with and um, my manager, Phyllis. Phyllis, of course, is the one that uh, referred you to us, and I'm glad she did. We've uh, met some some great talent through Phyllis. She's a good person to work for, I hear. Uh, now, let me find out, one, if I may, I know that never cool to ask a lady her age, so I won't go there, mm-hmm. but I will ask you, you are, out, you are out of high school now? Yes, I am. Okay. I wasn't sure because there's no summary that really tells me where you are, <laughs> what stage in life you're at, but uh, we know that you're making music. Now, this song that we just played, Never Be My Bay, did you have a hand in writing that? No, I actually uh, bought it from a website that was referred to us from the label, And that was actually the first song I picked out to record, but then it ended up being the second song I put out. Well, it's a good choice either way. And uh, I'm I'm guessing that uh, you've gotten some good vibes off of that. Yes. So far, everybody loves it. Uh, All the people I've met going on tour and stuff, that's their favorite song of mine. I can see why, and like I said, it's got a a good contemporary sound, and it's got John Bon Jovial ready to ask you a question, too. So come on in here, John. Yeah, well, Zoe, first of all, welcome, welcome, welcome. We're so glad that you're here. Uh, I have a a question about Never Be My Bay. I mean, your voice work on that is just excellent. I, I really like what you do with it. My curiosity on this is that, to me, I'm listening to it, and it has the uh, the sound of somebody that's well healed in the music business. Uh, a lot of good production. You know how to hit the post just right on it. When did you record this song? I believe I was 17. Wow. Well, you know what? You you just you blew me away. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, when he was 17, he couldn't sing. Of course, he still can't, but that's a whole other story. I still can't sing. (laughs) Neither can I. Yeah, well, when I was 17, that was a bazillion years ago when the dinosaurs ruled the world. And, um, (laughs) uh, you know, they were starting to die out when when, when I was there. But, you know, David, uh, he was firmly ensconced in the, uh, you know, T-Rex era, so. (laughs) Now, now Zoe, you you were born in the hills of Kentucky. Where did you grow up? I grew up in eastern Kentucky as well, and that's where I still am. What what part of Kentucky, uh, in eastern Kentucky, are you from? I live kind of north. It's a small town called Ashland. It's in the tri-state of Ohio and West Virginia. 
I know right where that is. It's an absolutely magnificent area. It really oh, is. Oh, really? A gorgeous area. Yeah, gorgeous area to be from. And uh, Do you get back there much? Not really, no. No? Well, Nobody you know, really says that about this area. <laughs> oh, I, I, you know what? I've been all over Kentucky, and there's some parts that, you know, I, I think the whole state is beautiful. I think there's some uh, I parts think it's that are, you know, maybe, yeah, there may be some parts that, you know, are a bit more attractive than others, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, but, but Ashland is, I remember everywhere. going through, yeah, it is. I, I remember going through Ashland, now this has probably got to be 40 years ago. And uh, just remembering that it it was it was in the summer. It was in a, a sunny day, and and I, I didn't stay long. I think I was there for a couple of days. I I was camping. And, oh really? Uh, yeah, yeah. And it it was just you know it, it was one of these things where uh, you know I I had a quest in life, and 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 I wanted to see the United States. I wanted to go out and see America. And I quit my job, and I had some money saved up, and and I went and did it. And uh, and Ashland, Kentucky, was one of the areas that I stopped in. Uh, I think it was like a, a five month journey, and, uh, awesome. and I spent a couple spent a couple of days in Ashland. Yeah, so you should be proud to be from from that part of the world. That's wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> That's one place, one of the places that I have not gotten. I've gotten around a bunch of the country, but I had not gotten into uh, into Kentucky. Now, Zoe, I, I noticed another little note on here I wanted to ask you about. In addition to your singing and all all else that you do, you're also a cheerleader? I used to be, yes. Oh, okay, okay. You're not still? No. Okay, I, I had a note that you were a varsity cheerleader, and I'm trying to reconcile that with where you are in your life, and uh, it just didn't fit together. I thought maybe you uh, maybe you were working with a, a cheerleader squad or something, but uh, you were all into your music. Now, yeah. now the recording the the recording that you did uh, never be my bay. Who were the artists that worked with you on that? Um, it was really just me, and I've never actually spoke to the writer. I think I recorded it in a small studio in West Virginia. Well, you you did a great job. I hope. Have you gotten any feedback from the writer? No. Oh, that's interesting. I I would. Uh, I, I hope that he he or she was happy with it because I think you did a yeah. a, a great job on it. And as I've said here a couple of times already, it's a it's a good solid piece of work it's a good tune you perform it well it has commercial appeal without being you know without being sappy and uh and definitely a contemporary sound i think it uh, it speaks very well for you what have you got planned music wise you uh, you're going to write some or you're going to just do other people's music or whatever we are going to try to get started into writing but so far, that's all we have right now. We just got off tour, but we're hoping on finding more opportunities to get out there. And I think that uh, if this uh, COVID situation keeps cooling down, you should have a, a good chance to do that. Do you have any touring planned already, or is it all still in the uh, in the working category? It's still in the working. And are you planning on uh, uh, any new recordings in the near future? Yes. You're looking for uh, more singles? You're looking to put together an EP or an album? Or where are you planning on going with that? We're trying to get together to put together an album. Ah. I have an EP out already. 
Right. Yeah. Are you going to be Are you going to be uh, in, in bringing in a bunch of studio musicians, or do you plan on uh, playing? You know, some people they like to play all the instruments themselves. Uh, what's your thought process going into this? Uh, we'll have somebody else coming in to play music. Uh, so far, I haven't learned any instruments, but I'm planning on trying to do so so that it's easier on me. And, and it gives you also a, a uh, you know a sense of control over the whole project yes. uh, and where you want to go with it. Let, let, let's switch gears here for a second. Um, in putting together Never Be My Bay, and of course we're going to be playing Dangerous here in a few minutes, what are the influences that you've had to create the music the way that you have? Who Who is your muse, if you will? Really, the person that's inspired me to do a lot of my sounds and stuff would probably be um, Ariana Grande. I've seen her in concert a few times. Um, I like her style. Her voice is beautiful. She does have a good voice. She's, she's yes. really, uh, yeah, no, no, she's a talented young lady. There's... Absolutely no question about that. I listen to Ariana. Ariana, uh, I can't even talk today. I think of uh, Ariana Grande. Ariana. Ariana? Yes, you're having trouble with that. Ariana. Wow. Okay, tongue tied. I think of Ariana Grande, and I I think of some of her predecessors uh, that have been able to belt out a powerful song and do uh, a lot of variety. And, and one yeah. of them that comes to mind is Dusty Springfield. I don't know if you're familiar with her, but she uh, had a number of huge hits back in the sixties. And in the eighties, she teamed up with a band called the Pet Shop Boys and just did a, an incredible uh, version of that of, of their song and I, I think you get on YouTube and, and, and find Dusty Springfield I think you'll be inspired I, I all right yeah I'll check her part. out yeah yeah, yeah. it's good good choice of words there good choice of words I uh, I could I couldn't agree more I hadn't thought of the Dusty Springfield uh, uh, thing but uh, you're, you're right that's uh, that's something that could lead you in a direction that I, I, I'm not at all surprised at your uh, at your following Ariana Grande. Hey, I was able to say it better than you, John Bon Jovi. <laughs> yeah, you said it a hell of a lot better than me. Sorry, Ariana, if you're but, listening. Uh, yeah, you know, it's. Uh, I'm not at all surprised at that that you, there are a lot of uh, a lot of uh, lady singers who would uh, who, who appreciate Ariana Grande's uh, work and her. Uh, well, her, everything she does, she's a great performer too. Let me let me ask you a question. This is something that, especially from someone who hasn't got twenty, thirty years in the business and you know getting bored with the performing and everything, as a relative newcomer in that respect, what do you what do you like the better? Do you like playing before large crowds, or do you like the more intimate? Because uh, I noticed in your uh, bio that you also played at the local uh, bar and grill uh, in yeah. your in your hometown there for a while as you were growing up uh and i'm wondering which do you prefer do you, do you like to play before the big crowds and maybe you know maybe get into stadium shows or something or do you prefer the uh, uh well not necessarily at bar and grill but any of the smaller venues where it's more intimate and you're uh, you're almost able to talk with the audience for me, I would honestly prefer a larger crowd because I like performing for strangers instead of people I know because I know they can't judge me and they, I, it won't matter to me if they did. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's a uh, that's a good way to look at it. And uh, no, you yeah. shouldn't. Uh, you, you know, it, it's 
it's a funny business. You know, you, you try not to judge or be judged, but by the same token, you know you are going to be judged. Yes, and exactly. it's inherent. It's, uh, you know, you have to be judged in order to be successful because exactly. if, people, if people didn't judge you and say, I like what she does, you'd never be successful. So it's, a, it's an interesting paradox that uh, entertainers yeah. have to face. But I understand what you're saying there. I know my own feelings, and I've, I have emceed. I'm not a singer, musician, performing artist in that respect, but I have emceed, hosted, and talked through <laughs> a lot of shows over the years. And mm-hmm. I, I think, and I have, I've done, I've done the large crowd thing. I remember one of, one of the big ones was uh, at uh, Disney World in Florida. Wow. was out on the front of... Uh, Cinderella's castle with the main street stretching off into the distance. And it was just a solid crowd. That was probably the biggest single audience I stood up in front of to introduce anybody. And I've also, you know, been in the smaller clubs and myself, I prefer the smaller clubs because I don't know. I like the closeness, the intimacy, the warmth. I'd like to interact with the audience and it's a lot easier to do with a smaller crowd than it is to do with this, huge 60,000 people or anything. John Bon Jovial, you've been up in front of people a few times. How do you, how do you look at that? Well, you know, it's almost like uh, on, on the smaller venues that you're just having a conversation with friends and family and leading up to the crescendo of, ladies and gentlemen, please let's give it up for Entertainer X. And yes, I've done the the large, uh, you know, the, the the large venue as well, and probably the biggest one that I ever did was um, back in uh, I think it was 1971 or 72 uh, at Curtis Hickson Hall in Tampa, and introducing uh, Waylon Jennings and Hank Jr. Uh, Hank Williams Jr. And uh, that was a venue of probably 35,000 people. Wow. So I'm with, I'm with you, David. I prefer the small club atmosphere. I really do because it's just, you know, I mean, we've been batting, you know, batting this word intimate around quite a bit here in this conversation, but it really is a far more uh, intimate situation. It, it, it's, it's a lot, uh, a lot more fun than being in front of uh, somebody, you know, like 35,000 people. Although, you know, the 35,000 people intro, you get paid a whole lot better. Now that you're not cheerleading anymore or, or coaching cheerleaders in your spare time, what do you like to do when you're not working at your craft? Now that it's summer, whenever I get a chance and it's nice out, I like going to the lake. Um, I just finished my first year of college, so I'm just laying back right now. Yeah, well, I can understand that, and I can understand yeah. the lake thing. I, I love a, I love a good uh, semi-secluded country lake. And as we digress, we also run out of time, and I'm going to have to wrap this up. So before we let you go... Uh, please take this opportunity to tell folks how they can find you online, how they can get your music, your itinerary, how they can get in touch with you. The main thing that we use is my Facebook page. So that's where you'd find a lot of my stuff. That's Zoe, Z-O-E, music with two C's, and you can find my Facebook page there. You can find me on iTunes, Spotify, Instagram, 
Okay. And all my links usual. for that stuff is on Facebook. Fantastic. And you can look for my The David Bowers Awards Groups music page on Facebook. That's up there for music people to post their new releases, play dates, rumors, gossip, anything you want to share with your followers. So please feel free. That's for, that's free to you to go ahead and post all yourself. Right. You don't have to send me a press release or anything. Post up on it, and we'll take it and spread it around to our other social media sites. So, Zoe? A pleasure having you here with us. We look forward to having you back again in the future. Please keep in touch. We like to know what our guests are doing and how they're doing. So keep in touch with us. Ladies and gentlemen, she goes by the name of Zoe. For those of you who aren't familiar, that's Z-O-E. And this is called Dangerous.
There you go. Zoe, it's called Dangerous. What a change of pace. That was a, uh, that was a completely different sound than she had on the uh, first track we played, John Bon Jovial. Uh, yes, it certainly was. Uh, and I, as good as Never Be My Bay is, I think I prefer this one. I like it. It's just a nice it's melodic a, tune. It tells yeah, a story. I, I like it a lot. Yeah. Dreamy, romantic, almost eerie uh, sound. It's, uh, you know, it's uh, another word that pops up that we've used a couple of times before, ethereal. But, uh, yeah, it's ethereal, uh, yes. I, yes. I think it shows off her talents more. She has to be more expressive. The other she one, is, have to, the, the first song, as good as the first song is, it, it, it's kind of manufactured. This, I think, it's a little formulaic. Yeah, that's what I was yes. going to say. Yes. A little formulaic, where this one is an expressive, emotional, just opening up your heart and crying it out. But uh, exactly. either way, I like her. Exactly. I like her music. I think she's. I think she's got a future in front of her. This next lady definitely has a future in front of her, too. Uh, a few weeks ago, back in May, we had Plint Fleet on with uh, their duo song, which they recorded without ever having met. And uh, we decided it would be nice if we could have the other side of the uh, duo come on and talk with us, tell us a little bit about not only about her work on this song, but on her career and her music as well. So we'll be talking in just about, uh, oh, I don't know what, three, four minutes with Iona James right after we listen to the song that uh, introduced her and Clint Slate, Believe. Like waves in 
believe. Iona James, who is here with us all the way from Scotland. Good evening, Iona. Good evening, David. How Thank are you? For having you this me. Oh, our pleasure. I I know we uh, we thought at the time it would have been nice to have you both on together. It uh, of course that was already we had already gotten the schedule worked out with uh, with Clint. And for those listeners who would like to hear the other side and may have missed it, that's on our May 23rd show, which you can find on Blog Talk Radio. All our shows are archived there. But Iona, we are so glad to have you on here. And I think you know perhaps in the future. Uh, when you, if you two do some more music together, maybe we can have you both on at the same time. But this should give us an interesting chance to get the separate perspectives. We've already spoken with Clint and gotten his perspective, and he said very nice things about you. So relax. He, uh, <laughs> yeah, they did. I checked it out. Don't worry. <laughs> First off, since a lot of our audience isn't familiar with Iona James, tell us a little bit about your background, if you would, please. So I'm a nurse from Scotland. Um, I'm very new to the writing songs and releasing them. I've only just um, started releasing them, and I did that back in January of this year with my first song. Um, before that, I was a secret songwriter who would write songs on little pieces of paper and keep them and not record them and not do anything with them. Um, but I, my father-in-law said to me one day when I was complaining about work, why don't you do something you love? And I knew that then was to write my songs. So I then went on a songwriting course, um, met a chap um, who inspired me to then release songs and that then went on to a new year's resolution to release my songs which started in january of this year so it's all very new to me um i've not done anything like this before um out of my comfort zone i would say well definitely it's always good to push the limits a little bit and i uh, i commend your father i say he was a very wise man to give you a very simple but very powerful and meaningful piece of advice do what you love, and uh, I think that you're, uh, I think you have probably already figured out that that is the right path for you to go, and we're glad you did. Uh, we talked about this song, as you know, and the, the mm-hmm. intricacies about, first off, you know, getting to know each other, uh, sending the lyrics and music back and forth to each other, and then melding it all into one finished, crafted piece of music. It is... Uh, really intricate and i i can't help but be impressed with the fact that in your you know at your state of experience in this business that you were able to do it so well a lot of people you know when you when you talk about last january okay you're talking about your first year in the business really so to speak a lot of artists in their first year in the business uh, this would have scared them stiff. It would have been too far out of their comfort zone. Um, I think I think it is still out of my comfort zone. Um, but um, I, obviously, Clint mentioned we put ourselves into a into a hat and, and got pulled out to, to work mm-hmm. together and collaborate together. Um, and I don't know what I was doing when I did it. I was um, I think I was a bit naive. I put my name in. I think not really expecting anything to come from it. And I think then that morning I got 
I looked at my phone and I saw that I'd been put with Clint. And I, it actually terrified me because I would then Googled him and wondered <laughs> what he'd done and see all this music that he'd made. And, and I wondered what I'd done, to be honest. And I felt <laughs> like I'd cheated him out of a professional musician. I thought, oh, my goodness, he's going to be really annoyed when he realizes who he has because um, he sent me his bio and all these um, details about what he'd done, and I went, well, I'm a nurse, and you got me. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> and I don't know if he was annoyed or what, but, um, yeah, so he got me. So uh, I think he's helping me a lot. Um, we're working well together, um, and we do make the songs together, but I am grabbing every every part of his knowledge of his musicality um, and everything and swinging with that and trying um, to, to, to just get on with it and, and act like it's all normal when none of this is normal to me. Sure, I understand. And, you know, I think, I can't help but think that it may have been fortuitous for both of you. You got paired with someone with experience uh, who has, you know, been there, done that, so to speak. He got paired with someone that was very new to the business, and you're able to learn from him. He can learn from you from the perspective of the beginner, because remember, he was a beginner one time himself. Now he is a little more experienced. And I think that the the melding of those two positions, of those two points of view, I think is uh, could very, very well be the reason that you've drawn this uh, remarkable piece of music here uh, the, the fact that you you know you are new to the business so you haven't been jaded by other people's experiences and a whole bunch of people for years telling you you got to do it this way you got to do that and you just kind of it's like swimming you just jumped in and swam for your life and it worked <laughs> and i think uh, i think the next time from here on out it's going to be a lot easier for you john bon jovial yeah um Thank you, sir. Uh, Iona, uh, first of all, welcome to the show. We are absolutely thrilled that you are with us. And the question that I have, uh, you know, I know that you and uh, Clint Slate have uh, physically never met each other, yet the collaboration <laughs> that the two of you do on Believe, to me, is just magical. And I'm wondering, what is it going to be like when you guys can actually work face-to-face what is that collaboration going to bring? Have you given that any thought? I don't know. Um, I have thought of that, but obviously at the moment th- there wasn't a chance of that. There is no chance of that. And I think obviously COVID happened, and I don't know that us working together would have happened if he had been working and doing his normal um, theatre productions and, and music and and. Um, he wouldn't have done this, I don't think, with the restrictions COVID put on us. So, and perhaps, it, um, yeah, perhaps it would not have happened. But now that it no. has, to me, mm-hmm. listening to what I just heard, I think it would be criminal if you guys didn't get together and collaborate, you know, in person with each other. I think I think it would be good. I think that we could then, um, but we we do bounce ideas off, but it's sending them backwards and forwards. Um, many times and actually it's very difficult because you don't have that chat about it you don't um, you can't talk about what what they thought and 
and it it does um it adds a different dimension to it the fact that we are just communicating through an email or through twitter um and and that's it we did start to do zoom we had had a zoom call just um right. talking about the in general and that 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 was good um so i think i don't know it would be a different dynamic, I think, definitely, to work together in the same room because we're so used to him sending a wee melody and then me adding some lyrics, him then changing things, adding things to it, sending it back and working that way. But it would be very different to have his, his musical mind, I think, because I can play a little bit of piano, a little bit of guitar, but I think my talent, or if there is talent, works with the lyrics and the melody and... That so I think that would work quite well with us sitting together and, and working together that way. Well, I think you've uh, I think that both of you uh, did what uh, we're all advised to do: make the best of a bad situation. The COVID was definitely a bad situation. Uh, yeah. This opportunity dropped into the lap of you two. Uh, you grabbed it, it by the horns, took together. advantage of it, and uh, and created something. And I think that. Uh, now that you've gotten past that hurdle, that initial challenge, I think that uh, probably everything that you do from here on out will be easier. If you do work together face-to-face in a studio or whatever, uh, you already have a background of each other. You have a feel for where they're coming from. It's just a matter of you doing what you do and him doing what he does, and you're going to come out with you know, some, some good, good music. And I, I think that goes without saying. You couldn't have done this. Without knowing each other, you couldn't have gotten this far if you didn't have the no. ability to work together. And I think that uh, overcoming that hurdle already, that that makes anything that happens from here on out uh, even easier for you. And I look for some yeah. great music from the two of you, and individually as well. I've had uh, Clint on the show before for his own music, and uh, I mm-hmm. look forward to having you perhaps on the show uh, with your music sometime in the not-too-far-distant future. As I tell all our guests, once you're on the show, you're family. We love it. We want to keep in touch with you and know what you're doing. I, I really am fascinated by the music that you two have put together already. Do you and Clint have any more music in the can, or are you have you yet to work on some more? Well, um, so from when we started in February to kind of May, just June, um, we've we did tw- we've done twelve. 12 songs, so there will be three EPs coming out, um, and then um, obviously it's it's taken over then with the promoting of these, and, and that um, is, is kind of the main priority, and then we'll be looking probably to go back and maybe do some more, and I'm, I'm continuing to do my own songs as well in between. I do hope you keep in touch with us because I really mean it when I say I want to. I want to hear uh, the music that you come up with. You're, you're uh, working together. I'm really fascinated by this situation and the results I've heard already just make me want to hear more. So I do look forward to hearing from you. And I thank you for uh, your background. I did know that you were a nurse. Uh, Clint did tell us that, but it's always good to, good to get to know somebody. And I know my listeners want to hear your background and get to know a little bit more about you. And I do forever appreciate you taking the time. I know you're staying up a little bit late tonight to be with us, and I do appreciate that as well. 
please keep in mind, we have, we have a page, we have several pages, but one of our pages on Facebook is the David Bowers Awards music page. It's a groups page. And that is open to all music people to post their new releases, their tour dates, uh, anything you want to share with your fans and maybe pick up some more fans. You don't have to send the press release or anything. You can post it directly to that page, and we'll take it from there and post it to our other social media. That'd be good. Yeah, thank you. And do keep in touch. We, We definitely want to hear from you. We thank you again for coming and spending time with us tonight. Tell us, uh, we've got about 30 seconds here. Tell us about this next tune we're going to play of yours, Journey. So Journey was a song I wrote last year um, when the pandemic hit. And it's um, a song that started off with my wee boy and him playing the guitar, a wee guitar tune. And I added to that. um, And it was about the fact that we couldn't go anywhere because we were locked down. And so we couldn't go anywhere. And so we had no place to go. And the only place I wanted to be with was my family. So it's about that. Very good. Thank you again, Iona. So happy to have you here with us, ladies and gentlemen. Iona James, this is Journey. Come take my hand, lead I will follow. I don't care. 
journey. That's Iona James. Thank you so much, Iona, for joining us. Thank you also to Zoe for being here with us today for all the great music. And thank you, listeners, for being here to listen to it, because without you, there wouldn't be us. John Bon Jovial, I think it's time for you to take us home. Yes, sir. A couple of very talented young ladies that we have this week, and what a great show. Folks, you've done it again, and, of course, we have are always grateful for your presence here. Spend another perfectly good hour with us here at the David Bowers Awards, which just happens to be broadcast around the world from the studios of Computer Help USA in Naples, Florida, and from the Valley of the Sun in Tempe, Arizona. We are available for free on most of the streaming, major streaming services, and now including the new podchaser.com forward slash the David Bowers. Be sure to follow the David Bowers on Blog Talk Radio, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and of course Facebook. And join us next week for the David Bowers Awards, Saturday at 12 p.m. Eastern on WRFZ FM 106.3 on your FM radio dial in Rochester, New York, Rochester Free Radio. And on Blog Talk Radio, Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and 6 p.m. UTC. So until next week, for the David Bowers and all of our crew of rejects here at the Radio Ranchero, this is John Bon Jovial, the lovably legendary one, saying uh, continue to wash your hands, but most importantly, love each other. And we'll see you next week right here on the David Bowers Awards.